Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Walk Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Cyberpunk! <laughs> and Mr. Josh Brown. You're breathtaking. Very well done. There's not a third Keanu quote other than him sort of saying something about his massive cock, but I don't think that's really going to make it in to the overall podcast. We'll see if it gets bleeped or not. Um, either way, we thought we'd dive into cyberpunk story stuff. We'll touch on a little bit of spoilers in a bit. Um, I want to do a very quick non-spoiler thing. Um, but yeah, I find that most of the discourse around cyberpunk is just sort of caught up in, oh my God, it's on fire. Oh God, it's still on fire. Whereas, you know, it is one of the biggest game releases of all time and it, there is a lot to talk about and there is a pretty well told, fleshed out story, or at least that's what I think. Um, and I thought we'd break that stuff down. So um, yeah, for now, let's just go with non-spoiler thoughts for a second. Benroy, did you enjoy cyberpunk story and would you recommend it? I very much enjoyed the cyberpunk story and I enjoyed like the multiple endings that I went back and played. Mm. Normally that for me gets a bit tedious and like sort of... Ugh, that's because you're not... chasing platinums though, isn't it? You've got to get all the platinums. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's never breathtaking for me, but in this game, for some reason, it was <laughs> breathtaking. And I would have really... Like, it's, not, it's not groundbreaking, right? It's... it's 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 meat and potatoes for a lot of it, and then I'm more intrigued how V and Johnny get together. But I won't pre-ramble yet because I know we've all got to say our opinions. I liked it, but I didn't think it was like the best thing in the world. Okay, I had little spikes of thinking parts of this are some of the best character writing in video game history. Like I love oh, the characters, yes, but not yeah, the yeah. overall story. Not maybe not the overall beats of the main story. I think that some of it is kind of hampered by the fact that it's split between where you should be at a certain point in the main story, but maybe you haven't done enough side stuff yet. And then yeah. for me, I had a bit where Johnny just declared like his love for V and was just sort of like, you, you would take a bullet from me, man, right? And I was like, well, we've kind of barely done anything really. We've sort of like <laughs> hardly done anything together really. And then I did a bunch of side stuff and did this other gig and I did like all of the stuff with Kerry, met him and everything else. Um, and then I was like, oh, I think that this whole man, I love you style thing should have come after all that. But a lot of that was side stuff. Josh, where do you sit on the non-spoilery, would you recommend it enjoyable banter i think i yeah i definitely recommend it there is so much in there that i think that even if you don't jive with some of it you'll really find um a lot of it compelling like ben Roy was saying the characters and like you were saying scott like the characters um are just so good and i wanted to spend so much time with them and i think the overall narrative is pretty intriguing and pretty well told for the most part as well i do have some issues with it i have issues with v as a character in particular mm -hmm. i never fully felt invested in her plight or in her characterization especially when you get into all the life path stuff which i'm sure we will in depth soon but for the most part i thought 
as someone who doesn't necessarily love cyberpunk and all of the tropes that go along with it, it engaged me on a deeper level than I ever thought really possible from my experience with the genre before. And I just thought a lot of it was just superbly well done and the emotional beats hit when they needed to, even if like the rest of the game, there was some rough patches and things that didn't really gel. But in an RPG like this, that is so big and is juggling so many different characters, so many different storylines. I think that's always to be expected. Even The Witcher 3, for as good as it was, had a few dud parts in the story for me as well. You know what I mean? It's really hard to get it right all the way through, but for the most part, I'd definitely say it's recommendable. And when it's working, like I think it's going to be something it, like just really rewarding to dig into and pick apart more. When it's working, you'll be like in the next couple of months. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> um, so, Benroy, you actually, we should, I just basically wanted to get it out of the way that it is a recommendable story or there are a lot of good things to talk about when it comes to yes. Cyberpunk because I feel like all those sorts of uh, good things are sort of buried under well-deserved clouds of complete toss. And that stuff just needs to get out of the way before we can champion the uh, positives a little bit more. So we'll switch into spoilers. Um, Benroy, what was the thing you wanted to elaborate on before that you stopped yourself? Oh, I don't... Uh, I think it's just the whole... Like, I don't really remember, Scott. You've you've caught me from the short go, so I'm just going to diverge to the relationship between V and yes. Johnny. Like, because whereas um, I think I agree with Josh, like, V isn't the best character. I, I did male V. Uh, but, but for me... Um, what it was is I was V, so I didn't really see V as a character as much. Like I, I would, I, I wasn't really worrying for V as it would, you would say. Like I was more worrying for Johnny in a way. I don't know why that happened to me. And, and everyone else around me, like Pan Am, like I wanted, like for certain reasons why I didn't do a certain ending because I was like, well, I don't want to bring Pan Am into it and risk her life, even though like she's a badass and perfectly capable of destroying things herself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, what if I just do it with Johnny and then we can sort sort it out? And then like endings like that happen but yeah for me it was always the characters first all the side stuff like that. i'd be scraping all that side bit up more than i wanted to like more right. than any other sort of game and like interact with them like the the ending stuff the stuff with panam because I, I i yeah like romance panam as well i guess you have to if you're playing as like straight male v then like yeah. because it was just one of the only options anyway but at the very end when like you get the option for panam to help you out on the final mission i thought the game would kill her if i brought her along Same, so was, yeah. yeah so i went with the johnny ending and i kind of accidentally stumbled into what like a lot of people say is like the super secret ending where if you do all of johnny's side stuff you get his jacket and his clothes and you do the last gig and then at the end you get the option to give him your body for like that one final mission under the that he'll give it back that's apparently one of the secret endings or something that was just what i did anyway um and then so after that when it came back and panam was alive and we had this big stupid apartment and then um i was like oh i can't go with you and leave the city and have an actual brilliant ending in the moment i was like this is perfect this is exactly what i wanted to happen and then i had to get in a car and fly off to space i don't know if you guys had that but <laughs> yeah, i literally I got like, the, the poochie ending where it was just like oh no my planet needs me i need to go like to space and then found um i can't really call them, uh the floating space prison where all the other digital constructs are and yeah. then i just died in space floating towards that and i was like what the hell's going on i don't know if that's going to be dlc but i think benroy you got a similar thing uh, so I, my first ending was the Johnny one. The yes. second, and I left Pan Am's last because that's how I went to finish the game. Think about, you know, going off into the, the sunset for how many months you have left mm -hmm. with Pan Am and all the rest of the nomads. I did that one you had. I also did one where I gave my consciousness up to um, the, what's the corporation's name again now? It's already escaping me. Arasaka? 
Arasaka Cup, they, they in the end they can't. Um, are we okay with sport like yes, full on yeah, megalomania? Yeah, ju- for some reason, I'm just so sort of worried about Josh, even though I know he's not gonna like touch it until DLC comes <laughs> out. But uh, when you just give your brain away to the Arasaka Corporation, because turns out they can't actually save you, and even that nice German gentleman just they all failed, and you basically overthrew the corporation, you put the what you thought was dead father into his uh younger son's head and basically his the father takes over the uh the son's brain and there and it's sort of like a, a a sort of statement on if you've got enough money you'll live forever and you'll always be rich and everyone else will always hate it sort of thing that, see, <laughs> that was one of the dark ends yeah thematic. Like, i don't even know because i saw one of the uh, trophies that i don't have is um allowing um i don't think of the dude's name the guy that needs to take the revenge um takimura i think it is the bodyguard yeah um mm-hmm. his i didn't do his ending at all because that I didn't was realize his ending, yeah yeah, I didn't realize that you could save him. Like in the whole bit when you get attacked in the apartment block and you're escaping in the flames and everything, and apparently you have to double back, go up a staircase, and you can save him. I didn't do that at all. I just left, and so, then it wasn't until later I found out. That was because it was under missable trophies. So yes. I made sure I just looked at that before because I, I this is I don't mind play, replaying games sometimes, but not like I spent ninety six hours in this thing, so I, mm. I don't want to play all that again. Mm. Oh, yeah, Josh, what was? was- yeah. Was, sorry, I'll get to it in a minute, but I just want to quickly touch on that Takamura thing because that was a frustrating part because, you know, in the moment, I think Johnny says, like, come on, we've got to go. And V's like, no, no, we should go back for Takamura. And I thought, oh, I've got an option here. I can try yeah. to save him. So I tried to double back on myself and save him, but I couldn't find a way. I don't know whether I just... I tried jumping up. Yeah, it's- I tried jumping up too. What it is, is if you turn around, go through a corridor, t- like go around the corner, then up some stairs and then go back. And you say, it's not, right. it's weird because in this sort of game, you'd think you'd have like the optional and you'd think you'd have sort of like a marker, wouldn't you? But no, it's yeah. you've basically got to find another set of stairs, run up there. And it's like an extra two seconds on the mission. I mean, I guess, like, I guess it pays off for the people who like made a point of like, oh, no, I'm not going to leave him. I'm going to keep searching around and going, oh my God, I found yeah. him and I can do this. Like, I guess that would work for some people. Yeah. There were a few points in the game where I didn't know that people had died. One happens right <laughs> at the very beginning with the with the hacker who gets like electric shocked, and it's only when T-Bug. V goes like, "I can't believe T Bug's dead." I was like, "Huh?" And then when Takamura like just disappeared, I was expecting him to come back, but yeah. then he's just never mentioned again. And I was like, "Have I missed? Did he definitely die?" Then I was like, "Huh? There's got to be some kind of twist." <laughs> but I think that's on me as much as it is the storytelling of the game. The ending mm-hmm. that I went for was was the Pan Am one because it got to that moment where you have to make a choice of who you want to take with you and who you want to storm the building with. And I thought the strongest thread in the game was the dynamic between V and Johnny and how Johnny wanted to take over her body. And if you do the missions with him, you know, he starts to get more control. He starts to take um, over V for like one night stands and to get in touch with old friends and old flames and stuff like that. So when I got the option to either do it my way and put Panamic at risk or give my body over to Johnny in the moment, even though I, like you guys, I was considering the risk to Panam and I thought, oh my God, if I get her killed, <laughs> will I be able to live with that? But the the bigger choice was actually a more introspective one. It's who is my V and is she going to kind of like forge her own legacy by doing it her own way or is she going to concede her agency to Johnny and allow him one more go at a plan which ultimately for him failed like 50 years prior. Like I think yes. she even says, I'm like, why would I give my body to you? Why would I let you be in charge when the last time you tried this? you ended up a construct that's now inside my head 50 years later. So to me, like that was the biggest choice, which kind of overrided the Pan Am thing. But ultimately, I really enjoyed my ending. I picked the wrong one first, because (laughs) in the final, final decision, when you get to decide whether or not to give Johnny 
your body and let him like live out. And if you want to go with the construct, I initially gave Johnny my body because I was like, look, um, I might die anyway. And I, and I took it as if he had my body, he'd be able to live. But I don't think that's the case. And it felt wrong. So I went back and then I <laughs> decided to live as V and go off with Pan Am. And ultimately that was very satisfying. So I think there's one, the one way where if you've done all the Johnny stuff, there's there's even another, I think there's another super secret ending on top of the one that me and Scott got because you've got to sit in a conversation for a while. And if you do nothing, then he gives you another conversation prompt, like yes. 30 hours in or something like that. It's some weird thing, but yeah, in that one where you let Johnny win, like become you and you go to some I think that body does live, but I think mm. all the other times the body is doomed to die. Even like, well, they say you've got three months left with the Pan Am one as well. Yeah. There's a there's a hopeful note in the Pan Am one where you've got, yeah, you've got like three months, six months, whatever. You've got a limited amount of time, but they're, it's left a bit ambiguous because they're yeah. going on this journey to hopefully find some kind of cure. So there is some hope in there. It's not like, it's, it's much more optimistic than like a certain death sentence that I thought that fitted. I didn't need to know that V survived, but I like that she has a chance. And even if she does die, she's like spending her final months with these people that she really loves and her best friend and yeah. partner. That's uh, just cool. I was going to say in regards to V's, because uh, obviously between us, we played both sides. Do you think the voice acting, like, did it stand out for either of you in terms of the way that a lot of the lines are delivered? Because I kind of, I think they play a really interesting hand with the way that, cause I'm just going gonna, gonna, to uh, refer to them like pronoun male V, because that was mine. Mm -hmm. And it's like the way that, um, like V talks for me, it's very fake. It's very like, yeah, let's let's take him out, man. Let's do Metal this thing. Metal gear. Metal gear and headshots. <laughs> and don't worry about it. And like, that's all fine. And then you get that really intimate scene where you go to that club um, and they lie down with one of the um, one of the joy toys or whatever they're called. And they sort of have this whole conversation about the reality of like, look how, how manufactured and synthetic and fake that outside world is. And if I could just have an actual human relation, that seems to be the, the thing that is the real me. And the voice acting is completely different in that scene, or it is for the male V anyway. Um, and at the end, you know, like obviously if you choose to leave with Pan Am, that kind of comes full circle because you've made the choice to disconnect from how overblown and fake a lot of cyber, a lot of Night City is. And a lot of that thematically makes really good sense, a really great sense. But the lot, the vast majority of the voice acting, I mean, it's 99% of it outside of that conversation is kind of try hard and is kind of fake. And I, I go back and forward on how much of that was intentional because it's CDPR. It's not like they don't know how to direct an English voice cast, like look at the Witcher or whatever. Where do you guys come down on, on, I guess, the personality of V? I would say that um, like, I feel like it fit the game. Like I, mm. it, I, I don't know. I, at first, it was maybe jarring. I've heard the I've heard a lot of femme V, and I don't. I think I prefer the female V. But like for so many of these sort of games, I always play a female anyway, so I switched up. Like when I finally play Mass Effect in a few months, I'll be playing Femme Shep sort of thing. Oh but god, like, you're um, trying it for the first time, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I've never touched oh. it. But like, I feel like it. it's suited, especially also like. I think like this is Keanu's best performance or one of his best performances ever as well. Like I really enjoyed it, but mm. for me, yeah, I thought V suited. Uh, before I keep shouting, Josh, what do you think of V? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Um, uh, I'm conflicted, man, because I think I think the performers, at least at least I only played as female V, uh, the actor that they got for female V could be good and you could tell that she could be good because she had those specific scenes where it was quite intimate it was quite emotional i think there was just an issue with the voice acting direction more than anything Mm -hmm. else because on both sides no matter who you pick it does feel like there are instances where they're going for this kind of like try hard street kid thing and that's what i really find frustrating about v's characterization in general that Unlike Geralt, which is this defined character that you're role-playing as, it always felt like whatever you chose as him, you were able to flex your agency as a player, but it felt in line with who he was. They tried to do that with V, but be- he, but because V is less defined, it just came yeah. off um, jarring when they yeah. would say something or deliver something in a way that didn't jive with how I'd played them or how I'd styled them. For instance, like I went corpo at the beginning, but then after 20 minutes, everyone just defaults to street kid anyway. It was <laughs> so when my V for the first 10 hours was talking about being a legend of a sit of the city and wanting to, you know, get this moniker. I was I was wondering where that came from. And it kind of overshadowed the characterization to come because I was like, I was always trying to figure out who V was which right. is kind of weird when it's supposed to be just an avatar for kind of my decisions and stuff at the same time. That's it just, f- it didn't feel as elegant as it did in the Witcher three or other RPGs I played like mass effect with Shepard, you know, mm-hmm. the Geralt comparison is fascinating. Cause for me, I I've always said that Geralt is like the best open world protagonist. or best open world avatar, because he's by definition stripped of all emotion and he can be, you can, you, know, you can pick different angry options. You can pick more intimate options and like he can play into that under the proviso that he's experimenting with rediscovering what it's like to feel those things again, like in the Canon. Um, yeah. And for me, that always made perfect sense, but like, yeah, V it was always like, they have like an attitude towards everything. They have a, pre-baked attitude towards night city and like even if you pick street cred it's almost one of like admiration whereas like i picked street kid being like you know i'm gonna be like on the streets huh i just say we all picked the different ones because i was nomad 
Well, yeah, and so like, but when you pick, it's almost like they funnel you into Street Kid anyway. Um, because, because, but with me, when I picked Street Kid, I thought like, oh, they're going to be like struggling a little bit. They're sort of going to be in wonderment of like the city, and then they're going to find out that it's all glitz and glamour, and the real reward lies within. The real reason to live is within. It's not in this hyper mediated world and everything else. Um, but they funneled Nomad and Corpo through that direction anyway. Even though on the Corpo side, you should be more in control of those things, and then if on the Nomad side, you should already know better. Um, but they sort of, I mean, there's obviously the rumors online that like the story was overhauled. It was originally going to be a street kid style story anyway. But I guess like Ben, right. What do you think of how your V went versus how you thought they would go at the start? I think I kept it pretty like concise because I don't know, like, uh, cause I always had a bunch of nomad prompts that I could use. And I, I always thought like try to spec and skill into like conversation stuff as well. So I feel like, I, I feel like my V would always be sort of like really sort of like, uh, naturally roll into it, wherever it'd be like, I, you know, I'd pick a tech option. And just, I feel like there's always enough uh, combo options for me to make me feel like this character didn't jarringly change because when you come from the outskirts and you deliver a package, Jackie, you do that job, Jackie goes, and then you sort of like you're down and sad for a bit. And then you go through there and you sort of have to progress through the game until you meet later characters like Rogue and all that. I feel like my my V had a decent progression. I, if mine's a bit bro- bit broken skewed because I did like all the endings and like I keep trying to remember which part was mine. But yeah, I thought it was I did, not the best of all time. But mm-hmm. like say like I thought the I thought, fine, good, well, the thing is, like, I, because, good. Like, like I said, because I picked Strucker, everything made sense. The really awkward delivery kind of work. I think it did for Nomad as well. Right. And yeah, I think most of that stuff lines up. The only thing that threw me was the very end when it was like, I had, I personally had made a choice to hang out with Panam and romance Panam. We're going to leave the city together and you have the whole final beat. You storm Arasaka and like, you know, she's in the shower the next morning and you're going to leave together. And then he just goes, I've got one more thing I need to do. And then like when I Googled it, the name of that ending is like the become a legend ending. And it was like the game being like, oh, the whole time your V was more obsessed with becoming a legend in Night City. And because of the like conversations I'd had with Rogue and uh, Johnny, which just didn't connect at all with me. And I was like, oh, that very end makes no sense. But the absolute rest of it is like spot on. Um, But yeah, I I mean, Tim's, yeah. yeah, I thought thought that was the worst. One of the most sort of like boring endings. I just didn't really (laughs) enjoy that one. I mean, it's just because it's, I had to sort of like sit and think and be like, what the hell is that? Oh, right. I guess that's kind of the place where they were housing some constructs, which has been mentioned like three times um, in the choices that I've done. But um, yeah, I mean, also um, speaking of Jackie, considering how much he was a, a big character in all the trailers and stuff, what did you guys think of him? Because I thought he was severely underused. And then for me, I didn't even get glitch wise. I didn't even get a prompt to go to his funeral. So he was just gone out of the story altogether <laughs> when he disappeared. I'm so glad you brought this up because I did want to say how weird is it that in, like for all the bad the marketing was like like quote lying about some of the, the things oh it's that full were going on. on I'll, I would but commit to that it's full on lying in some all cases. the um all the characters that we see in the marketing all just get off or gone in like the first <laughs> three hours and you're like what this is a totally different sort of cast that's expecting but yeah I I you I think it's good that you feel like he's underused because that means you miss him I think like uh, I, I I think like the amount of characters I had to go on with I feel like it unchained you from that intro and it let you it felt like a natural way to go out and do what you want to like, say uh like judy or tanaka or anyone or else like that and mm-hmm. like pan am and i feel like you grow because you need that sort of degree of separation it's not like say i feel like in a gta sometimes like why don't in the end of gta 3 why can't i just keep hanging out of eight ball why can't me and eight <laughs> ball just beat the game together you know what i mean 
Yeah, I guess that's the direction that Rockstar went later, but then they just ended up in him asking to go bowling every 10 minutes when it was going <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, Josh, what do you think of the like side character stuff? Because I do want to make a point of saying I think the side character writing is brilliant. I love the bits when you just sit down. So it's, that, it's almost like they intentionally try to make it like a cyberpunk signature thing where you have a character like the side frame and you're just sort of yeah. sitting, looking out at a city as a character tells you some horrible life story or whatever their uh, aspirations were or something. like the, the conversation with Takamura is like my favorite one in the whole game. I think River's one's great too. Um, and obviously like um, Pan Am and everything. But yeah, what was your thoughts on, I guess, Jackie and the side characters and stuff? Jackie, Jackie, I really did like, and I really uh, did connect with, and I thought it was good to have that dynamic of those being friends and then having that being robbed or whatever. But mm. I thought like his death in particular was just so signposted from the moment you get in the game where I was just, <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was spending those first four hours or whatever, just being like, okay, I know where you're going. You've, mm. you've set it up get to the point where we're beyond this like i have a quite a big problem actually with the first act and how it's paced and how you like go through it i think it's very strange and weird but that's a small blip because i think the rest of the characters are really well handled like that was the best part of the game for me getting to know them and having those conversations like you said some of the character models you know you might say that the rest of the world looks a bit like us but the character models are so high <laughs> fidelity for the most part and when the lightning hits them it feels intimate you know what i mean mm -hmm. and when you're getting into those genuinely cool missions with the likes of river and you're on this david fincher-esque kind of hunt for this weird killer this weird um criminal and then you're paying that off with, you know, barbecues at his home and you're hanging out with him and you're, in my case, rebuffing his advances because I just want to be friends with the dude. Like all of that stuff is, yeah. like you said, great character writing and great people to just hang around with. You know, you want this world to feel lived in. And if you can't get that from the NPC AI or whatever, you can make it feel lived in by telling the characters stories and having you, you know, experiencing it with them so every single time i met one of these people i just loved sending that firing them off a text to make sure they're okay mm -hmm. you know ringing them up organizing meets romancing judy stuff like that and getting to know them a little bit more like everyone else apart from the con in my opinion a little bit contrived nature of jackie's death at the beginning i yeah. thought were handled really well i didn't get to know takamura all that much but um everyone else was really cool and i still liked from him from what i got from him there's one thing that I think they, it, it's strange considering how much of a mess it's been since it launched and the amount of different things that we've sort of picked up on and gone, okay, there's no, you know, bounty system. There's no like high level NPC system. It's going to come after you. There's no police system. You know, you can't just sit down and, and eat some food at one of the vendors. You have to do that really awkward sort of um, merchant system and stuff, uh, trading system. But it's weird because I didn't notice those things the first time through. And I, it's mainly it's because I wasn't looking for them. Like I wasn't thinking of it like a Yakuza. I wasn't thinking of it like a GTA. I was just going with the systems that they presented. Um, and you do like eat food in certain cutscenes. It's not like the immersion isn't there in that sense. But I do think, and like I said, it's weird because of how much stuff they'll potentially be adding in the January, February patches. But it's almost like they intentionally play a hand of like the city is so hyper detailed. It really does feel like you're in this, you know, lived in space that it's so like, you know, it's very overlapping different walkways and it's very vertical and you can go into various different buildings. And like, it does, it falls apart if you scratch it too much, but I didn't yeah. and it totally worked. And it wasn't until afterwards when it was like, Oh, if you park a car on the road, then they won't go around it. And I was like, well, why would I ever park a car on the road in the first place? Like, I know what you mean, but that wasn't how I was playing it. And like, you can break those things. But I almost think that all those character moments, all that stuff, it totally worked for me because it was these small intimate relationships in this big fake city that's trying to pull your attention in 20 different ways. Um, and all that really matters is the human connection, which is, you know, that goes, it's in so much sci-fi writing, but like, I thought that they did that stuff so well 
Um, I guess, what's your thoughts on that stuff, Mr. B. Roy? I was exactly the same as you were. I wasn't here for, can I get five stars in like a GTA game sort of yeah. thing. I was just doing it in, until I tested it towards the end where I was in the middle of the desert. I shot someone when no one was and a billion police just spawned behind me. I said, yeah. well, there's, there's there's this flat desert here. So where have you come <laughs> from? But yeah, because I, I didn't really, I wasn't going to be here to sit down at a staller. I, it's always nice when games announce this and you can do this and that, but I don't care. I want the narrative. I want to also engage with the gameplay, wherever it be like shoot, you shoot, and then go into sort of, I, I did a lot of hacking as well and that mm. sort of thing. Uh, can I just say though, being overheated in that game is one of the most frustrating things when it never tells you what it is at the beginning. Yeah. Like, why am I on fire in this first mission? What the <laughs> yes is going on? And yeah, I just wanted, for me, I just wanted to get another message from Claire, Judy, Rogue, uh, River sometimes when he, mm. like, we wasn't sitting, like the ending of River Swing sitting up on top of the sort of like, what was it, a water tanker thing? Yeah, I, yeah, look at like, the city. As I ended a bit weak here, like you was pretty good, but I, at least I got oh, CB. At least I got to see BB in that in that one. So you know. Also, did you uh, did you two meet um one of the best characters in the game called Skippy? Oh, the gun. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes, Skippy the gun. Yes. The talking gun. And did you meet the talking vending machine as well? I still haven't found the vending machine, but I know I it's it, in um Afterlife. I right think. out. It's right outside one of your one of the big mega buildings. I can't remember. Uh, just, oh yeah. Something yeah. goes. Hey, you over there? You go, what? And you're looking <laughs> around, and it's, it's this vending machine talking to you. But when I found Skippy late in the game, I was like, oh, just just Chef's kiss, great. And then stuff. you actually yeah. to turn him into parts because the scrapping system is the most like threadbare whole triangle hope for the best. Oh, so did you never hear like did you never reload and hear Skippy the gun get pleasure from you reloading it? <laughs> oh no, I use them quite a lot. I mean the auto-targeting things class, especially if you make it so it auto-targets limbs and you just go around like kill bill style, like all your limbs belong to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess um we might we'll obviously do further cyberpunk stuff, further discussions, further story things, um, as more people continue to play it because the sales figures are insane. There's a bunch of people that got refunds, there's a lot of people holding off on finishing it until the game can put together some more. Um, but there is also obviously a percentage completion stuff for people who have seen stuff so it's it's a weird game to cover um but i guess overall like closing thoughts from mr benroy where you are on cyberpunk are you are you going to go back to it when it's been fixed some more or are you done uh, i'll go back to when it's dlc i'm not one to go ever go back to these massive games like mm. i would never go back to a skyrim unless that there was more stuff added to it so mm. yeah i mean thoroughly enjoyed my experience had pretty much no glitches but i had like say 25 odd crashes throughout the time Oh, uh, gosh, cars would fall out the sky sometimes but overall I really enjoyed my experience but that was on PS5 fair very fair Mr Josh Brown closing thoughts on your current state um, at Cyberpunk <laughs> um, the story wise really enjoyed it like Ben Roy I won't be going back to it until there's some kind of expansion or something like that like there's not enough there because I feel like I've seen all the major beats even if I haven't seen all the endings like I've mm. got I've got my V story and I'm not interested in trying out different options because in my opinion the divergent pathways aren't that substantial so there's not that hook for me personally but I I will fondly remember my time with those characters. I'll fondly remember my time in Night City when it was working. But like everything, I think it's just it's just such a rough mixed bag for me personally. The highs were were so high, but I can't shake off the frustration I have with the lack of choice, the frustration I have with some of the endings to the um, mm. side quest in particular, just kind of feel like they have no proper conclusion. They just kind of end when they're getting really interesting. And then obviously I, I wish I had Ben Roy's experiences because on top of the 
tens of crashes that I got. I also <laughs> got locked out of main quests. I couldn't finish Johnny's quest line, for instance, which I thought was really oh. compelling. Oh, no. And uh, so stuff like that was really frustrating. But um, yeah, there's certainly something in there. And I would definitely be open to more stories set in this world, mm -hmm. more stories involving these characters, and even picking back up with V to finally find out who my V was towards the end, you know? But I'm Yeah, I'm guessing that my like weird half-space dead ending just is a DLC tag, and then it'll just be yeah. like, he's like dead in space and you'll just like come to and then keep going and go all the way to the the other facility and do whatever that's going to be so i guess we'll see v um, has come too has he <laughs> v's eventually come to in 2021 um but yeah let us know anything down in the comments below of the state of cyberpunk 2077 if you have managed to play through it um or if you're just waiting until things um clean up a bit more in the future for now this has been the what culture gaming podcast i've been your host scott Hilford, joined by ben roy turner Shout out to the guy with a grenade in his face. <laughs> and Josh Brown. <laughs> I hated him, but goodbye. I couldn't be done with him. Catch you all next time. Bye. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.